Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. I am one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson, and joining me up right before an evening rain, maybe? You guys are having a lot of rain. My sister in all things Hyatt, Sylvan Groth. It's wonderful to see you, Jesse. Even with trouble and rain, it is always worth to sit and talk with you about John Hyatt. And one of, I won't say my favorite songs, but a song that I am definitely going to be struggling with when it comes to rating to not do cheating with half points or bonus points for just the emotional connection of the song. But a, a great song. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I think that's. Sometimes we have that personal connection to a song that means more to us than someone else might find to it. Yeah, we are wrapping up the seas, which is exciting. But yeah, we're going to let's. Uh, yes, it is. Let's talk about what what are we talking about tonight, Sylvan? Tonight, What's our uh, we are talking Cry to Me, which was track number one from the Eclipse Sessions. It's the third song that we've discussed from that album. So we've already covered quite a bit of the facts about the album. It was released October 12th, 2018. I love it when they give us little factoids in the liner notes. And in this one, they actually gave us the dates that each song was recorded. So this song Cry to Me was recorded August 18th, 2017, which, as we know from the title, was during the time of Lunar Eclipse. The band on this track includes John Hyatt on acoustic guitar and vocal, Kenny Blevins on drums, Patrick O'Hearn on bass, Yates McKendry on guitar, and Kevin McKendry on piano and organ. It was produced and mixed by Kevin McKendry and... I think that pretty much covers just the facts. Let me, I think I did pull out my old fanzine to see if I had uh, some information specific about this song. And I actually do have a couple of quotes from John. The first was a quote he made to rollingstone.com. He said, I remember I started writing it while I was doing one of those music cruises. It just came to me sitting around, singing in the room when I didn't have anything else to do. It just hit me as the best kind of pledge I can make. I'm going to screw up, but I'm not going to hold you back. And then it was just making up the feel of the verses with people I've known who have come from tough circumstances and tried to learn how to love and be loved in spite of it. The main character singing in the song is basically saying, I'm going to love you the best I can, and I know I'm going to let you down because I'm just a human being. That was a quote John made to Noise11.com. So 
a little bit of background on his writing process and the facts for Cry to Me. I now want to know when was John on a music cruise and why did I not go? Oh my goodness, Jesse. I'm sorry. There's so much we haven't covered. Yeah, Yeah. he became part of Delbert McClinton's music tour group and he's gone out several times. Mm -hmm. And he used to actually post pictures of him and Nancy in the like cruise deck with their hair all windblown and everything like that, which was great fun. But I, I do know a few people who would go on these special concert cruise lines to, I forget where exactly, but it was Kayamo, it was called. And John had a great little quote that he said, eventually the boomers wanted to go on cruises and they said, the music on these things sucks. Let's get some real music on here. (laughs) With, of course, all the humility in the world. But yeah, it would have been a lot of fun. I don't know if they're still doing that, of course. Cruises in the age of COVID, and I am speaking to our podcast group four days into my first bout with COVID. So excuse any coughing that makes it through the fine editing that we'll have, no doubt. But yeah. Yeah. My buddy Sam has gone to a couple of Americana cruises Mm -hmm. where Steve Earle, Lucinda Williams, and the. I always thought that if you're going to do a cruise, that would be a fun way to do it because they would have shows every night and also during the day. A lot of other bands, you're there anyway. If you wanted to go on the excursions, you could, but you would get a lot of music, plus everything else you get from a cruise. So not a bad idea. Yeah, that sounds great. Nice if you can get it and make it work. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Cry to Me. I want to hear all about why this has an emotional attachment to Sylvan, and will she give a half a point? That's the questions that's burning in my soul. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And we're back. All right. Cry to me. You've already talked about the 
things. I do not have a lot of emotional attachment to this song. It was, I certainly remember buying the CD. I remember playing it, but nothing that stood out to me. So this was a very pleasant day, as we've talked about in the past. We normally record two episodes a day, so you put the two songs you're going to do, alphabetical order, on repeat, and it just so happens both of these songs are... Cry songs, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Do you want to start with lyrics? You want me to? I can start. I've got the lyrics open in front of me. Okay. Getting dark and it feels like trouble. Heating up just like before an evening rain. Tongues so sharp they could burst any bubble. Nobody wants to talk about all that pain. They're all having fun playing with your feelings. You can't control it. It just breaks your heart. Dirty double crosses done with underhanded dealings. When all you ever wanted was a place to start. So we have got some lovely metaphors and a very ominous tone with those two verses. And again, Jesse and I are not musicians, so we can't talk about this as in wonderful technical terms as our friend Michael Warrow did a few episodes ago. But I was always struck by that first chord and the space around it uh, at the start of the song that it's getting your attention and then it's letting you wait in hesitation for just a little bit. And that is really what these words are doing for me too. There's something wrong. We're not being very specific about it, but it it is wrong. And it's a human wrong that has been done, even though there's those atmospheric signs that he's talking about. They are all having fun playing with your feelings. It's not one particular lover. It's a larger problem than that. Anything stand out to you, Jesse? Yeah, one of the things I liked about it is his phrasing as we start this. He, it is not a rhythm. It is speaking a little bit, slowing, speaking, going. There's a little bit of almost, and when I say waltz, I mean as moving, stopping, moving forward. So I really love that. I grew up, a lot of my time was in Louisiana. And one of the things that we thought was funny my wife and I, is when we moved to Dallas, uh, our neighbors said, are you going to water that grass? And we <laughs> went, why? And like, you need to, because in Louisiana, it rains almost every day. There is so much humid, and there is that afternoon, evening rain. Afternoon thunder sh- shower, it's hot, it's heating, and all of a sudden you get that thunderstorm. And heating up just before an evening rain gave me that image of that afternoon thunder shower that just isn't like an all day rain, just this quick, possibly only 30, 45 minutes, and then it's over. It's, and the other thing is the tongue so sharp, it could burst any bubble. A sharp tongue is a wonderful image of someone being overly critical, being cruel, And that bursting that happy bubble, right? I don't want to burst your bubble, but this is what's going on. And the idea that it's bursting your bubble. And then I have the question, nobody wants to talk about all that pain. Is that the pain of people bursting your bubbles? 
Is that the pain in the relationship? And who are these people having fun playing with your feelings, right? So I often think that in a relationship, I'm not to think, I know that your partner needs to be your soft place to fall. It needs to be something when no one else has your back, they do. Now, they may tell you behind the scene, hey, I don't know if this is the right thing, but united front together. And so I love this whole, they're having fun playing with your feelings. You can't control it. It just breaks your heart. And the dirty double crosses, which is a wonderful phrase, right? Done with underhanded dealings when all you ever wanted was, all you ever wanted was a place to start. I just wanted a fair start, a fair going. And I agree with you. We are setting up something is not good here. And, and is he here to fix it? Or is he here to say, I don't know if I can fix it, but I'm going to do the best I can. And let's, are you going to grade me in a curve? Yeah. Well put. Yes. Do you want to read the lyrics for the chorus? Yeah. Come on and cry to me, baby. You can even lie to me, baby. I'm probably going to let you down, but I swear I won't keep you down. I swear I won't keep you down. This is an honest profession of you can cry to me. You can lay your burdens down. You can even lie to me about what's bothering you, what's going on. And I can't promise you I'm going to fix it. Right? I probably will let you, you, I will let you down. But I won't keep you down. I won't be the one giving you negative feedback belittling you, making fun of you, bursting your bubbles, your dreams. And all of us know that in a marriage, you can, you, it is impossible to be perfect all the time. You will, or a relationship, not to just be, whether it's in a friendship, whether it's a work relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, your partner will let you down. You will let down your partner. But to have that I'm going to do my best, and I promise you at least this, I won't keep you down. If I accidentally knock you down, I'm going to try to help you up. That's exactly it, Jesse. It's the accidentally versus the purposefully. I would never intend to hurt you. I recognize that I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm going to try my best, and I'm going to be here with an open shoulder and a promise to not keep you down. Yeah. I, that to me, (laughs) not to get ahead of ourselves with ratings is one of the strongest choruses in the Hyatt catalog, because it's exactly why I love Hyatt. He writes mature love songs. He writes songs about being in love, as I have said many times before. And this is so key to that. Um, And one of the few times where the repetition to me makes absolutely sense. I swear I won't keep you down. I swear I won't keep you down. It's a promise that bears repeating and repeating it makes it an oath and all the more believable. Yeah. Are we ready uh, to, I did just want to, because for those playing along with their 
perfectly good podcast drinking game. One of my favorite songs from Bruce is If I Should Fall. And it says, "Not now everyone dreams of love lasting and true. Oh, but you and I know what this world can do. do. Mm -hmm. Let's make our steps clear that the other may see. I'll wait for you. And if I should fall behind, wait for me. That that commitment, right? That this is going to be rocky, but it, but I'm there for you. And yeah. honestly, th that is just what means so much in a relationship. That's what you're looking for when you're looking for a partner. Absolutely agree. And that does remind me that uh, there weren't a whole lot of covers to this. I hope there will be yeah. because I love how when the E Street Band toured with that, they each took a, a chorus or a, or a verse or a line of that song and made it something completely different. I'd love to hear a version somehow like that of John's song, Cry to Me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because it's traditionally a love song, right? But then, and for those of you who don't know, when- Go find it. <laughs> yeah, when the E Street Band, Bruce had broken up the E Street Band, and then when they came through the reunion tour, many nights they would end with this. And each- lyric a different member of the e street band would take lead mm -hmm. and it was it, there's plenty of things on video you can see it but it's absolutely beautiful to hear neil sing and little steven sing and, and clarence sings and plays the sax and patty so yeah i thanks for bringing that up that makes me smile yeah all right next my turn yes Memories of Highway 19 still haunt you. Babies on hips and men made out of motorcycle parts. Broken windows and crushing blows that taunt you. Not one damn thing in the yard that starts. Wonder why love is always looking for its own ghost. Or is that just what hurt people do? Find the ones who injured them the utmost. Practically beg them to make their dreams come true. Oof. Talk about landing a blow and the impact of some words there. Those are some pretty tough uh, concepts to get through. Just because I have to get a little trivia in each time. Highway 19, I brought up Wikipedia, is a U.S. highway that runs let's see, Erie, Pennsylvania to Memphis, Florida. So it's not quite Eastern coast, but it's a long winding highway that starts in the Northeast and ends almost at the most Southern part of the country. I think it's a, a great setting for many of the kind of tragedies that we're talking about in here. I also, this song came out before I had access to the liner notes and I had the hardest time hearing babies on hips and men made out of motorcycle parts. I actually had to ask someone who had access what the heck he was saying. <laughs> and I'm still not quite sure what men made out of motorcycle parts means, but it's a great image. It's again, those kind of ideas of like things broken in a garage and people not communicating because they're grunting under something broken and passing tools instead of actually passing thoughts and conversation. Not one damn thing in the yard that starts this idea of a family or a couple who are struggling and can't fix the things that 
they need for their lives to function fully. And then, yeah, that, that's probably my favorite verse of the song. What her people do is find the ones who injured them the most and practically beg them to make their dreams come true. How often do we get stuck in bad relationships? We know they're bad relationships, but we just think that other person is going to change or that they have something that is going to make us whole, that is going to fix our breaking heart, even though we intellectually can recognize that they're the ones breaking it. And we beg them to make our dreams come true when they are the absolute worst person to go to for that request. I always like to preface, Sylvan, that I am not a major Dr. Phil fan. I certainly had problems with him during our lockdown and some of the things he said. But I do remember him before he had his own show and he was appearing on Oprah and he was on one of the a one of the FM radio stations, Kid Craddock in the morning. And he talked about don't do what you don't do what you're dating that you're not ready to do during the marriage. So if you skip the football game to go to her mom's house for dinner, once you get married, you can't go, yeah, that's because I was dating you. <laughs> now, he said, you have to set your boundaries clear. And I think of that, that in, on a very limited scale, when I was dating Linda, we I'd go over to her parents' house and it would be a barbecue and, oh, Linda and I will wash the dishes. And then the first time we're married, I was like, I don't have to do that now, do I? <laughs> it's, yes, get up. Good for Linda. <laughs> yeah, but- the other thing Dr. Phil says we, and he's not unique in that, we teach people how to treat us. And there is such truth in that. Find the one who injured them the utmost, practically beg them to make their dreams come true. I am weak and I'm letting you manipulate me. I'm letting you use me. I'm letting you take advantage of me. And if we go dark, I'm letting you physically hurt me. I'm begging for it. I'm begging for it. Right. Because I'm crawling back for yeah, more abuse. Because I think, and we'll do armchair psychology. I'm not good enough. I, I This is the way you show your love. and And it's sad to say, but if I just did wash the dishes correctly, if I did iron their clothes correctly, they wouldn't be upset. And it's practically beg them to make their dreams come true. And here is this, I remember uh, there was a Stephen King book about an abusive husband. And there was a line where he's just seeing red and he's, yeah, I'll listen to her later. And then, but he says, then we'll have the blanking, but first we've got to be the beating. And it was all wrapped into one thing, this manipulating, hurting her, and then finding joy and gratitude and physical love. Don't necessarily know that's the darkness this is going to, but it certainly is, depending on the person interpreted that way, it could be. 
It it mm-hmm. really could be. And it could be as light as they always make fun of me. Oh, Sally's such a fool. Sally never knows what she's doing. Or, oh, pay no attention to Jeff. Jeff's just, he's always a dreamer. And and they belittle them and they just keep going back to it. Just before we move on, I, I would be remiss in my fandom and not of John Hyatt, but a comedian that I became a big fan of because John Hyatt appeared on his show, Craig Ferguson, who would never let Dr. Phil be mentioned without saying, not a real doctor. So absolutely. Had yes. I appreciate that. that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I love you, Craig. So yes, I do too. Yeah. All right. And then we go back to the chorus. Chorus. Yes. Do you want to take the next verse? Yes. Now, I pulled the lyrics directly from our friend's website. Yeah, but the way you read them were different than what he had. So I'm going to like you actually have the liner notes ready. If I'm wrong, you'll jump in and correct me. Okay. Uh, I did want to mention the music changes on this, doesn't it? Yes. There is very little instruments. You almost, it's very bare. Bare. Just, a strut like almost like someone who doesn't i know one chord so i'm gonna play the chord and sometimes something good can come from lying because sometimes when they got you so down something worse can come from crying because sometimes they just want to keep you down did i miss anything no yeah it's not according to this and when according okay. to what i hear so, yeah. okay such a sad chorus it is Such a sad. S- sad, not chorus, but verse. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is, he is talking to someone who is having a sad time and he is offering them solace. And I think sometimes there's always the desire when someone was having a bad time to say, oh, it's not so bad. Look on the bright side of life right. y- y- or let me cheer you up. Sometimes that's not, the best way to comfort someone. Sometimes the best way to comfort someone is to acknowledge, yeah, this is dark. Yeah. Sometimes it's, they want to keep you down. Sometimes everything that could be negative is negative, but that's the key. Sometimes. Yeah. It's not all the time. And in those moments when it's really hard and it could something worse could come from crying. I am going to give you the safe space to cry. I am going to let you know that it's okay. You can even give me a line of BS and tell me that you're fine, even though I know that you're not fine or whatever lie we want to put into that chorus. But You can be whatever you need to be to get through and let out this emotion that you need to get out with me. That's what I'm offering to you. And that's a beautiful expression of friendship and a beautiful expression of love, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm also going to throw in a maybe different thought, and this is purely speculative, but sometimes something good can come from lying because sometimes when they got you so down, something worse can come from crying because sometimes they just want to keep you down. It Mm -hmm. is the look, fake it till you make it. You, they want to take you down, Peggy Sue, and we're not going to let them. We're going to, we're going to dust ourselves up. You're going to put your brave face on. 
they're not going to keep you down. We're going to work on this together. I I think I think it's more likely your version, but I as I was reading this, I could see that because about the lying and sometimes when they got you down worse can come from crying dry your tears we're going to go through this we're going to get through this together because they want you to be down they want you to be crying they want you to feel like you can't overcome this and you know what we're going to figure it out together yes yeah and sometimes that's just all you need yeah yeah sometimes it is You need the person who's got your back, the person who says, I don't know how to make it all better right this second, but I'm going to be here with you figuring it out. Yeah, I think that's often that's a that is a beautiful gift when because, oh, no, it's going to be okay, Or, oh, no, it's I don't know how we're going to do it. But you know what? I'm here next to you. And between the two of us, we're going to figure it out. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I so strong, so strong. And then he goes back, right? And he re-pledges, right? I swear um, I won't keep you down. Yeah. yeah. It's just a really strong... What I'm reminded is last week we talked... Two weeks ago, but for our listeners, it was last week we talked The Crush. And we said this was not a very complicated love song. It was a more of almost a high school crush this is a complicated love song that is not necessarily a romantic love. This could absolutely be, as I said, a partnership, a friendship, a family. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. We have a great bridge. Musically, this is a very enjoyable song to hear. Most John songs are right? Because he always writes a wonderful medley. He always has amazing musicians working with him or just him by himself. But I really loved spending time listening to this song. I did too. And I I think it is the kind of song that has just a pretty enough melody that you can listen to it and not pay attention to the words. But uh, then when you listen to the words, it feels like a gift. I don't know how else to put it, but th- that John has obviously had hard times in his life and he is throwing this out there to whoever wants to listen, whether it's a longtime fan or a casual listener that, hey, I, I know what you're feeling. And I think it's reminding us that there is someone who would give us these words in our life and we have to search them out. Y- you don't have to to go that Root. It, it it's also a little bit reminiscent of that beautiful Solomon Burke song, Cry to Me. It's just something that's pretty special. And I will admit that I don't know if I can separate the song from my experience of the song, but I don't want to rush our conversation if you're not ready for me to get a little bit personal. Oh, please tell, please. All right. I actually was able to dig up an email that I wrote around the time this song came out and I posted to Shot of Rhythm. Hello to anybody who uh, remembers that listserv. Um, I miss you. Um, And I am actually just going to go ahead and read it. 
prefacing with saying that I said then that if it was too personal, people don't read it. If you don't want to hear about Sylvan's personal stuff, go ahead and skip maybe five minutes. But people have often asked if I've ever had the chance to meet John Hyatt. This is the story about one of the times that I was able to meet John Hyatt. It also happens to be one of the times that I had a fan magazine for him to sign. I, I have put out 14 issues. They have all been graciously signed by John. So do the math. I've had many times that I've had to talk with him. And sometimes it's just a very quick, hey, thank you. And we're done. This w was a little bit more than that. So it was after a concert. I used the resources I had, which is basically being a pain in the ass to people, <laughs> to find a way to see John and get his autograph. We were standing by the tour bus. I'm going to read this email that I posted to Shot of Rhythm. One of the staff I'd been asking for and had managed to introduce myself to earlier in the night came off the bus and asked if any of the few of us hanging around with Sylvan. I said yes, and he said I could come on for a minute, only me. I apologized to the other couple, left my companion wide-eyed on the pavement, and stepped on board. John was sitting at the little dinette table at the front of the bus, wearing a sweatsuit that looked like he'd just had a grueling workout of a two-hour solo performance. But he was gracious, as always, saying that he'd been looking for me and had known that I was there. I knew everyone in the bus was in a hurry, so I asked John to sign a fanzine and gave him one in hopes that he'd look it over. Jay, the tour manager, was being very sweet and accommodating, so I asked if I could have a picture with John and pass Jay my camera. I was pretty emotional at this point, as we're standing in the aisle of the bus, which was pretty tight quarters, and I went right in for the pose I most wanted, giving John a hug with my face next to his. I got two shots, and they're both printed up in my work cubicle now. I then said how great the album was, and I said, I know it's just a coincidence, but the day that Cry to Me was released, I really needed to hear it. John replied with an earnest sounding, have you been having a hard time, sweetheart? And have you ever had a moment where your brain seems to have far too many thoughts that are even possible for a single second, yet they're all complete, not fighting with each other, but presenting themselves as sight, sound, and feeling? In the space of a breath, after John asked me that question, I heard the Neville Brothers cover of Washable Ink played throughout my childhood as a reminder of my birthplace of New Orleans. I saw John's face after a concert in 2005 when I thanked him for reminding people to donate to help victims of Hurricane Katrina. I saw the computer screen showing that sentence, I know you love John Hyatt from my father, the very first message I ever received from him. I thought about the night my then fiance first met John and was too tongue-tied to ask John for his blessing. I saw every article I'd read that John talked about his depression, including the quip that adjusting his medication while discussing the lyrics of The Nagging Dark. I thought about the night my marriage ended, and all I could do was sit on my bed in my guest room crying and playing What Do We Do Now over and over again in my head. I had a complete revisit to August 6th this year, which would have been my 12th wedding anniversary. I remembered being on the phone with my doctor talking about how I couldn't handle the way the medication she'd put me on was wrecking havoc with my emotions and then going home to an empty house, not knowing how I could handle anything and how, while I was searching for information about that medication or for any kind of lifeline, I saw the news item that John was releasing his next album and the first song was available to listen to that day. I felt my still legally husband's 
and always friends' arms around me when he came home that day and I told him about the song, that it was perfect. And I now had an appointment to see a specialist about my medication and how we just both clung to each other, whispering, thank you, John. And in the space of that breath with John's question, have you been having a hard time, sweetheart, hanging in the air? I thought of all the ways that I could answer. The first reaction was the go-to for everyone who suffered depression. I'm fine. But I was looking in the face of John freaking Hyatt. Even if that lifeline of a song insists that you can lie to me, it was the last thing I wanted to do. So instead of saying I was fine, I answered his question with one syllable. Yeah. Then John said, oh, I'm sorry. I managed to say thank you again and that his music was such a help to me. And I knew that other people had been helped through his tough, through tough times because they'd shared their stories with me. The tour folks handed me a tote bag, including all the swag that came with the VIP package that night. And John went on to be continuously, I won't go into all the details there, but just as uh, we talked about before, I've had stolen moments with John and he's never been less than incredibly kind, but just, yeah, I, I think I'll leave it at everything that I put there in the, the post and thank John once again, mm-hmm. that it of course was a coincidence that I was having an emotional crisis on that day. And just in the course of Google heard this song and this song was exactly what I wanted to need and needed to hear that day. And I, I hope other people have had the same kind of help from John's music, because I know it's certainly been a help to me. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad you did. It brings to mind, not Bruce, a guy named Chuck Brodsky wrote a song that my friend Sarah Hickman covered, We Are Each Other's Angels. And it says, we are each other's angels and we meet when it is time. We keep each other going and we show each other signs. How blessed is it that at that moment, his song came to you and also how blessed that even though the marriage was over, your friend still was there. And how can you sum that up in a few minutes with, because you are, I could spend 30 minutes talking to you, John, but you're tired. The bus is tired. I will not overstay my welcome. Yes. yes. And he says, I'm and gives you that hug and, and, and just him knowing I'm sure was a blessing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is that he doesn't need to know or remember all the details. I'm sure if I shared any of that with him today or even a year after that, which was all the way back in 2018, he wouldn't remember, but that doesn't matter. The The point is that he shows grace to people. And I think he does it very naturally. And it's the same spirit that is in the words that he writes, that he is just very kind and understanding of other people in just a few words or just a few moments. So once again, thank you, John. This is why I never regret a second of time, energy, resources that I spend uh, on his music and why I'm just so glad he's my hero.
And that would have been a reason enough to go, yeah, Jesse, I'm in doing a song, <laughs> a countdown from every song alphabetical order. Absolutely. Gosh, I love that. What a wonderful story. And thank you for sharing. And so I guess you're going to give this a one. <laughs> Sylvan is laughing, everyone. Yes. <laughs> is it that time? Yes, it is that time. Um, okay. I will tell you, I'm going to go first. Okay. I originally was going to give this a three. I think mm-hmm. it's a solid John Hyatt song. It's really good. And then as we went through the lyrics and talked about it, as often, my ranking will change. Sometimes when we get under the hood, I go, eh, I think I was a little emotional on that. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's a little emotional. And, oh, I should high it up. So I'm thinking before you read the email, this is a solid four. This is definitely of upper class. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I want to give it a five now because it means to you. So I'm you. want you, to or you are? I am. I am okay. giving it a five. After okay. that story, there's no way it can't be a five. It can't be a, not be a five to me too. Yeah, no. I can recognize that maybe not everyone would have that connection to the song or whatever it's just not their cup of tea but yeah it's a beautiful song it obviously means a lot to me personally would I show it as an introduction to someone yeah I I would and I hope that someday given a, a few more years that there'll be some more versions of it to hear but I will also say that I love hearing it live and I think he does a great job capturing the emotion of it without it being a really downer of a song whenever it shows up on a set list. So yeah, five for me. Oh, all right. Very nice. All right. We want to know what you think. Let us know. How can they reach you, Sylvan? They can find me on Facebook. I'm Sylvan Groth. I'm also often posting on the John Hyatt fan page. I'm also Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter. And yeah, find our, if you search and find the Perfectly Good Podcast website where our song list is published all our contact information is there too and it might even be the picture of that night that i have up on there or i will swear to this that if i don't have the picture of that night up i will post it on our website so there's a little incentive it looks the way you described it it looks like your twitter photo okay i've won't swear to it but based on and i don't you may have met john so many times that hey you know but it looked like you were very close to each other yeah uh, you know, so yeah it, it is embarrassing how often i have bothered john and he yeah. is as kind as that story every single time yeah so thankfully i'm not as embarrassing every single time so yeah yeah all right before i give you how to find me i do got to give a shout out Good Pods is a up-and-coming podcast player. You can download it on any of your app, and they from there you can rate and review podcasts, play them, and Perfectly Good Podcast was number nine in the top 100 indie music history chart, number 16 in the top 100 music history chart, and number 27 in the top 100 indie music com. And Terry chart. So if you're Thank listening, you. to, yes, if you're listening to Perfectly Good Podcast on Good Pods, you are making a difference. Thank you so much. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yes. 
Yeah, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. You can find me as well on Facebook, hanging out at John Hyatt Fans. We do have a Facebook page. And on Twitter, Perfectly Good PD is our Twitter handle. So go to iTunes, rate and review us, give us some love. And we are going to be back next week. Is it our Tommy Wine? Wrapping up the seas. Yes, wrapping up the seas next week. So that's going to be exciting. Come back for that. Let us know what you think. Go to the website, as Sylvan talked about, and sign up for some D songs. We'd love to have a couple. We had some great guests on the seas. Yes, so we did. we'd love to have some more. Thank you, Sylvan, for sharing, you, enjoying, and talking. And I hope your COVID gets better soon. <laughs> and for you, listeners, be safe, be kind. Have a little faith. Have a little faith, everyone. And Bye. cry to me. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the quarter It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.